Well, I want to bring to you today uh, a New Year resolution. Today is the 31st of December. As God's people, and now don't bring it from uh, anywhere else, from philosophy or from the world around us, from the word of our God. Our God who loves to speak to his own people. And, and his desire is for us to, to truly grasp this. For when we take it seriously, it's a blessing for our lives and it's, it's an instrument and a, a weapon in our, in our hands to use uh, against Satan's even also a weapons that we can use to, to, to uh, even to help us cut off the things that are not of God. We use like a we shave, isn't we men? We know that. If you don't do it carefully, <laughs> you cut yourself, isn't it? So even like that, we can use the word of God in that way as well to take away the things that are not pleasing to God and not helpful to us. And that is what I'm going to bring today. So the thing I want us to to, to take seriously today as we move on to for another year with the Lord, a journey full of, of promises from if we are wise to hold fast to the word of God and to what he is saying to us. We can also triumph. We can also persevere. We can even experience things that are, uh, we were not even thinking of if we do this. And the thing that I want us to, uh, to pay attention to, and I will be growing through the word of God and not going left or right, but uh, to face it, uh, 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 two years ago, I was um, interested in, uh, in, uh, in doing a course uh, through, uh, online with the Westminster Theological Seminary in America in Philadelphia. And so the, the, the dean came and gave, gave a word uh, to the new students. And, uh, and he said this, he said he used to play basketball. And uh, I didn't play basketball. I don't know the rules, actually. I can enjoy it. But, and then he said, if you are defending, someone is charging against you with a ball, and you are defending, and coming, and this person may be like 120 kilo, maybe, <laughs> maybe seven feet tall. And in his understanding, because he used to play basketball, and he said, if the person like that is coming against you, so what are you going to do as a defender? He said, you need to stand. But this person may be running with a force and as huge as he is. He said, you have to face it. You have to face it. Face, face it. And I think that is the thing with the word of God also. If the word of God coming uh, like hard on you, face it. <laughs> face it. Because after that, you will be blessed. So this single word is found in chapter 8 of Isaiah. Chapter 8, verse 6. And this is what... The word of God says, uh, because, if you can put that up, Daniel, because these people, Isaiah 8 verse 6, because these people has rejected the gently flowing waters of Shiloh and rejoices over Razin and the son of Ramaliah, therefore the Lord is about to bring against them a punishment. So it is very dangerous for us to reject the word of God as his own people. Because who are these people that the Lord is saying have rejected me? It's the very people of God in the two kingdoms, the north and the south, Samaria and the north and Judah. They have rejected God. Because that is what happens if we go back to see the context. 
the Lord said to me, take a larger scroll. That is verse 1 of, of chapter 8. Just to give us an idea why the Lord is saying this. The Lord said to me, take a large scroll and write on, and write on it with an ordinary pen, Mahar Shalal Hajbas. And I will call in Uriah the priest and Zechariah son of Jerobachiah. Uh, reliable witnesses, as reliable witnesses for me. Then I went to the prophetess, and she conceived and gave birth to a son. And the Lord said to me, Name him Mahar Shalal Hajbas. Before the boy knows how to say, My father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the plunder of Samaria will be carried off by the king of Assyria. Here there is a king in in the northern, northern kingdom. This king, he made alliance with the, uh, with the, uh, uh, with the Arams. That is, that is Syria. Or, uh, Syria. So he made alliance with his very enemies. So he made a treaty. Because when a person does something like that. Our people. Maybe they are protecting their prosperity. The things that they have. So... They forgot that these people, they were the very people who were their enemies. But because they, they just don't want to face the realities of the fact that they have to be faithful to their God. So they, they abandoned the Lord God and then they made an alliance with, uh, with these uh, uh, foreign nations. We, we talked about that the other day. So even uh, the Lord has said this, the Lord in verse 7 of chapter 17 of verse of chapter 7 the lord will bring on you and on your people and on the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from from Judah he will bring the king of Assyria so god is going to punish his own people because they have taken refuge under uh, another another kingdom rejecting the kingdom of the kingship of god himself and so here they reject God's protection. So they want to have security in, in other nations really ruling their lives. And so how can we apply that in our own context today in our days? You see, so we have promises from Genesis to Revelation. Also we have parallels of the world around us bringing uh, ways to solve our problems For the sake of our security, like the people of the Northern Territory or the Northern Kingdom, they have rejected God's provision. So even in our days today, we can also move away from God and try to secure the status quo when we know it is not good. And the reason is the fact that the very people from whom we can seek wisdom to live are the very people that are going to be punished by God. God is going to, 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 to judge them. How can you take refuge with someone you know is going to drown? How can you, you temper with the things that God is going to punish? And you forget that God will move to, to judge his enemies. And you make alliance with God's enemies. And you yourself... You have been chosen apart from all other nations to be God's people.
to be a royal diadem, to be a reflective of God's righteousness and His gracious and glorious purposes in which He has created you after His own image. So you are so special. Call out from all other nations and on your own account, for your own sake, He has driven out all the other nations that were uh, uh, an abomination to God Himself. And He has called you and He has given you a status, uh, I mean, uh, his, his word, and, and, and he dwelt among you. You see, Emmanuel, uh, God coming upon them powerfully, uh, fighting their enemies and meeting their needs, bringing money from heaven, drowning all the enemies of God, people, as he, he led them through the Red Sea. You are a, a special people, a special forces, isn't it? Special forces. Reflecting God's glory and mercy. People who are righteous know how to, to praise God. And, and, and they sang, know His presence, His power. And they, we, things have not changed. Our God is the same. And that is what He is doing. Even we are the people, all these things, the Bible says, are to be fulfilled in a greater way. For Jesus, Emmanuel, has come. And we have uh, come to experience in a way that even the Old Testament brothers and sisters were longing to experience. Because it's by grace of grace alone. And our salvation is once and for all. And, and, uh, and our eternity is sure. It's complete. And we've known out of our experience the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. Day after day, turning our weakness into his strength, our mourning into joy and dancing and rejoicing. He has done it again. He is able to do that. That is why we cannot at our darkest time Move away from these very things. Because he may tarry away for reasons. Maybe we are slow. Uh, we are not really pressing on. We are not forgetting the things that are uh, hindering us. And we are holding into these things, to judgments and to the failures of the past. Or even rejecting his word. Maybe we don't go to, we, we, we don't see that the word of God has power to change our situation. Let me take you back to Psalm 19. Psalm 19 is, is, is a psalm that every true believer should read, especially when you are down. When you feel like you are giving up altogether and we want to make alliance with the enemies of God. The law of the Lord, verse 7, Psalm 19. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The status of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. You can't walk in darkness. You, even when it seems like things are not falling into places, you just hold fast to the Lord. and He will make your way straight. He will give you understanding. So the word of God, go there and you just have this. So that is why the warning, and there will be further warning to Isaiah as a God's, a God's, God's heaven. Representing us all, paving the way for us to follow in his footsteps. Because of chapter 6, Isaiah met the Lord himself, isn't it? We, I preached about that in, in November. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ himself because Jesus said in John 18, uh, 12, that Isaiah saw my glory and was never the same. Was never the same. He was changed and called to be a prophet. And then ever, ever since, he's only speaking 
about Jesus in the Old Testament, isn't it? The Emmanuel, chapter 7, chapter 6, chapter 8, and, and, and forth. And we will just do that, go all the way. Now, he says, this man, he is just trying to take refuge in the enemies of God. He, little they know that. God is going to punish these very people. So my first thing that I want to tell you why we should not reject God's words. Because God is sovereign. He is ruling the thing that you are experiencing. So he is he's watching. He knows your needs. He knows that there is pressure on you. He knows this. All that you need to do is not to depart, but to hold fast to him and trust him and bring all these matters to him in prayers. That is why, because if you know that he is sovereign, he will come, definitely. Like now he is going to come. He is the ruler of the whole nation. Even this nation, they didn't know that God Almighty is also ruling their lives. Because he is going to use them for his own purposes. Now, the Bible says here in verse 7, Therefore the Lord is about to bring against them the mighty floods, floods water of the river. And the river here is talking about, because here is very confusing when you read this, Syria and Assyria. Syria is Aram, is Syria. But Assyrians is, is the Ashur in, in, the, in the Hebrews. This is in the Mesopotamia. Mesopotamia, so you have Assyrians, and then you have the Babylonians down there. Those are in the north, and the other, these were the, the, the Mesopotamians, uh, two powerful kingdoms uh, down there. And then you have the, 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 the Syrians, the Arams uh, in, in, in Damascus, in, in, in Syria. But this is in Iraq, in, between the rivers, Euphrates. That is what it's saying here. But this one, they are, they are just a little bit further down here. So uh, the, the, the king of Samaria is making alliance with the Arameans, the, 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 the king of Arameans. King Razans of Aram, chapter 7, verse 1. And Pekah, son of Ramaliah, king of Israel, marched up to fight against Jerusalem. So these northern parts made alliance with Arams, that is Syrians. And now God is going to raise up further down Assyrian to go and go over Arams and Samaria. This king is going to be an instrument in God's hand to punish both kings who thought that they can plan anything. That is what uh, verse, uh, verse, uh, verse 7, uh, verse 9 onwards will tell us and verse 8 and verse 10. Because these people, they were planning that is, let me read it to you, verse 9. Rise the war cry, you nations, and be shattered. Listen, all you distant lands, prepare for battles and be shattered. Prepare for battle and be shattered. Devise your strategy. Think that we are going to conquer not only Samaria, but even, even Judah. So say like, do whatever you want to, to, do, to do. You can say that. The enemy, do whatever you want to do. Flesh, move the way you want to do. But there is God. I'm a believer. That is what he's saying here. Devise your strategy, but it will be thwarted. Propose your plan, but it will not stand. For God is with us. For God is with us. So God is present in the affairs of his own people. 
And so now he's going to move these people. That is why it is so dangerous for us to reject God, because he is with us. He is working. And now he's going to move these powerful nations. This is the picture that is, is given to us here. The king of Assyria with all his, his pump. So he's using uh, the, the, uh, this language to describe water as being really pumped uh, through a, a, a powerful machine. Uh, a water that cannot be stopped. You see, he's speaking here about the quality and also the quantity. It's powerful and will sweep over any obstacle there. So that is what the word is saying. It will overflow all its channels coming to the city. You see, and it sweep on into Judah, even further down in the south. And passing through it and reaching up to the neck. So no one will survive. Because you have departed from your God. And you want to take refuge in another sanctuary. When he is declaring that he is the true sanctuary. So let me move on for the sake of time. So now, so this, it will, it will, this is what is going to happen. So you think, uh, king of Samaria, that you are secure in taking our lines with Israel. No, he's going to be defeated. He's going to go. And then this, the word of God says, these people will, they are coming. And where are they coming to? They are coming to the land of God. They are coming over the breadth of your land. O Emmanuel, a people who should be having God in their midst. And here is a lament. It's a lament that you, Emmanuel, a people who are supposed to have God in their midst, now God even is, he is really, he was reluctant to do this. He didn't want to do this. But for the sake of his holiness, for the sake of his name, he will not leave this. So departing from God, God will not overlook this. He will come swiftly. And, and the reasons are given to us here even in this text. And I will uh, I'll go through them shortly. So here this is what he's saying. O Emmanuel, you, O people of God, see these foreigners who will have no mercy on you, they are coming. And because we have rejected the gentle following of Shiloh. The gentle, the provision of God. That is so gentle. That is so, uh, so unstoppable. And has been with you always. But you have rejected this. Oh, Emmanuel. Oh, man of God. Oh, man of valor, Gideon. Oh, you saved by grace. Why should you forget this? Emmanuel. And we know Emmanuel. We are the people of Emmanuel. We have been just celebrating this, isn't it? And I said to the congregation in the last few weeks, I've been preaching that the theme for our Christmas this year is Emmanuel, God being with us. And a few years ago, I said, we were focusing on the joy of the Christmas, but now, as if God is saying, you might be tempted to depart from me. Oh, Emmanuel, don't do that. So you take this as a resolution for the next year. No matter what happens, no matter what opposition you face, you might, you might have lost your job. You might really be facing difficult things. But don't depart because you are Emmanuel. God is in your midst. And God is cares so much. So now, this is Isaiah saying this. Saying, oh, you foolish nations. You want to do this. Do whatever you plan. But God's plan stands. Your plans will be uh, overturned. Uh, because God is supreme. He will override, like the stuff of Moses, 
uh, with the staff of Pharaoh's. You see, with God, God can never lose. <laughs> can never. Can. That is his character. God Almighty. We are given these things. So we have seen this. It's very dangerous because to reject God because God definitely will deal with whatever you are facing. He knows that. He, he can help you. If you need for money, he can. He can print money. He can move. God can even change nation, can change governments, can change laws. You need to observe this and you have to be a kind of Christian who knows how God works. You need to believe even that, that, that principle will be removed who is causing you trouble if you are in the will of God, not rejecting him. God will do everything possible to make sure that you, Emmanuel, can shout for joy knowing that my God reigns and he is about my helping me. Whatever the need you have, trust the Lord. All of us, we had needs. You see, we're made miraculously. And also, we, have, we still have needs that we believe with all our hearts that our God is going to meet them. But the challenge for us is not to move from the place God would want to minister to us and would want to bless us. And we will recognize his hands that it has been the Lord. If it has not been the Lord, we would have been swallowed by the other nations, by the other philosophies, by the things that look so attractive, things that look so nice. So we are living in, uh, I, I said the other day, it's not postmodernity, it's now pluralistic, uh, pluralistic, uh, pluralistic society where you can believe nothing and anything, you can't try anything to, to solve your problems. Uh, if to, to lose weight, you try all the herbs, herbs and all other things. Even if you pray, God can just like shrink you. God is able to do these things. There's nothing that he cannot do. So we can trust him absolutely with anything. Although if we want to believe another thing, it's rejecting God. For he is able. Now let us move forward. Then now, we see this, God is going to punish the, your enemies. And he's going to provide for all of your needs. And don't allow God to lament, oh Emmanuel, oh, greater loved. I've, Jesus is saying, I've died for your sin. I've came to destroy the enemy. I shed my own blood to be a mark on your head. The Satan cannot uh, come closer to you. And you can drive out 10,000 demons in the name of Jesus Christ. You can have all the joy, the peace of God that is there. So he said this. Let us move on. The Lord has spoke to me with, with his strong hands upon me. That is Isaiah. Warning me not to follow the way of these people. Who are these people around us? Those who do not share the same conviction with us. And so Isaiah was warned not to fear like the king of Samaria. The intimidation of the Arameans. And not to say the thing that they are saying, the conspiracy, conspiracy. Verse 12. Do not think like them. Do not judge things according to their judgments. Do not be like them. And today is the same thing. God is saying to us, let us not be moved by the things we see around us. Let us not be moved by these things. Let us not speak their language. Let us not really be misled by the outer appearance of things. For our God reigns. He is in charge. So, Isaiah says, the Lord has warned me. And what is he says? He say, he's saying to him, do not share 
with these people, their ideas. Everything that these people call conspiracy. What these people say is bad, is going to destroy us. Don't say that. Because I am God. I am with you. you see. And he said, do not fear what they fear. And do not dread it. You see? And he is going to tell him three things. Very important. And we want to pay attention to these three things. He says to him, the Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. What does that mean? That means he will never lie. His promises are true. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. So he is holy. A God who can never lie. A God who will fulfill his promises. So Isaiah is warned. Don't think the way these other people think. Because God is faithful. He's going to do all that he has said. He has promised you to do. Let us keep on. He said, he is the one you are to fear. Again. He is the one you are to fear. Not to fear the other people. You fear him in a good way. That is the meaning of fear here. You fear him because he had loved you. You will not want to do something wrong because he has loved you. You fear him by not doing what really will displease him. That is what it means here. To reject him, you are to fear him because he has loved you and he has given you all that you need. He has demonstrated his power in caring for you in the wilderness, O Israel, and brought you out and gave you his word. He is the one to fear. And we also, we are to fear God. And how can we fear him? By trusting him and not doing anything against him. By not sinning deliberately. By not planning to sin. But by holding to the truth. He is the one you are to dread also. He is the one to consider, to regard holy. Is the only one you are to fear. And now is the one you are to dread. Because also, because he, has, he is holy. He has given you all the promises. And he has fulfilled them. And he is going to fulfill the one that are to come. You see, to be fulfilled in the future. Also, on the account of these things, he will move to judge also. And that is the thing that we don't want to subject ourselves to. The disciplines of God. Because we know that for God to discipline us, it's not a, place, a pleasant thing to go through. When you come under God's discipline, it's not something that we should desire to be. Because he will just use things that will shame us completely. He will expose us out of his love. And definitely he will judge those who will deliberately want to reject him when he has been their God. So people now, they think they can just reject God as much as they want. But actually, they are going to be judged powerfully. There is hell awaiting people. Those who have not come to Jesus Christ, they are going to hell. And even those who have not really, who looked down on, on, on who like overlooked his grace, are going to be also judged. So these things are things we, for us to think about as we go into the new year. And to think seriously about these things. And should be really our aims this year. To think along 
the lines of these words. And now we're saying there is a promise. There is a promise. If you regard God as holy, if you fear him, and if you fear his judgment, then he says this, I will be a sanctuary. I will be a sanctuary to you who is sanctifying God in his heart, who is trusting God, who might be going under pressure from the Arameans. You see, but the Lord says, I will be your sanctuary. What does that mean? I will be your defender. I will protect you and also I will satisfy you. You know, so all my provision will be enough for you. I will be a sanctuary. Not the Arameans, not the other forces of darkness, not the things that are around us, you see. Not even the things that are just giving us false security, you see. No. But he says, for those who are rejecting him, those who are not regarding him as holy, who are not fearing him, and those even who don't think that there will be judgment, he said, but for both houses of Israel, he will be a stone that causes men to stumble. You see, he will fight them himself. You see, but for you, he will be a sanctuary. And a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many of them will stumble. They will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. There will be no way out for them. There will be no dew. There will be no blessing. There will be no rejoicing. There will be no dancing. There will be no hope. There will be no provision and seeing of the hand of God in our lives. And so he told this man, Isaiah, bind up the testimony. It's for to the future. And now we have seen the fulfillment. This is the future. We are in the future. Isaiah was ministering. He was serving faithfully. And these things were shown him. But he was told maybe in a distance. He was so faithful. So also a calling for us. Maybe things may tire. Things may be delaying. And things may not be looking like what the word is saying. But we are to wait for God's timing. And, and he said, and, and, and seal up the law among my disciples. So, so among my disciples, even few people in Israel who will hear, but majority will not hear. These are my disciples. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. That is Isaiah saying, I will wait for the Lord. Many may depart, say, I will wait for the Lord. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face. Maybe in our days, God is hiding his face. Oh, we are crying for revival. People are not repenting of their sins. There is no joy of the spirit. You see, but you have heard today that this song that they sing, Nearer My God to Thee, the line that I love so much, and I think maybe my brother David has chosen that for, uh, to comfort me. <laughs> he said that, Out of a stony grief, Bethel I rise. You see, even out of your troubles, you think you have big problems, but even in the midst of your problems, you can serve God and bring him all the glory. Even without knowing that you are doing that. You say, oh, I have pray- oh, I have this bed. But you are doing what is right and pleasing in the hands and the eyes of God. So that is what Isaiah is saying. I will, I will wait for the Lord. Even things looked like so dark and difficult. I will wait. I will put my trust in him. For he is the only secure sanctuary. He's the only secure sanctuary. 
and it's the only place to be, not Victoria. Hallelujah. Because Emmanuel, Jesus, has come. And let us not let God use the word Emmanuel in, as an irony to call us Emmanuel. You are you, Emmanuel? Is God, is God with you? You see? Like they could have said this to Gideon, isn't it? If God is with you, why are you hiding? And he said that himself. If God is with us, why all these things are happening? No, no, no. You say, I will wait for the Lord. <laughs> you see? Uh, I will put my trust in him. And now, this verse, the last verse that I want to share, is, is so difficult. Just God throw it there. It's been thrown there. And it's what I want to finish with. This is Jesus saying this. He says, Here am I, and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty who dwells on Mount Zion. See, this is the voice and the rejoicing of faithful Christians. And the Lord Jesus Christ saying, Here are the disciples whom you have given me. For those you have given me, no one can snatch them from my hand. Those disciples of Jesus Christ, those whom the Lord has saved, no one can take them away. His sheep, he said, his sheep hear my voice. And no one can take them from my hand. And now Jesus is saying, I will bring these things to God. Hear, hear, O God. Hear, O Lord. Here am I. And the children the Lord has given me. And we are a sign that even when things are so difficult, when things look so dark, we are trusting in our God. And he has become a sanctuary to us. And here we stand. And our Lord Jesus Christ leading us, leading the way, saying to the Father, Here I am I. The children the Lord has given me. We are a signs. We are signs. Jesus is saying, we with him, we are signs. You see, we are signs in Israel. Even those small people who have trusted the Lord, like Isaiah, you see, they are a signs to Israel. We are a sign to the nations in which we live now. If you are trusting the Lord, if you are fearing him, if you are sanctifying him in your heart. Jesus has said this. This is the New Testament we just read. You see, because he said for our sake, he took flesh. He became like us. For our sake, so that he can die in our place. And he can rise also our most high priest. And now here is a priestly praying. Jesus here is speaking as a priest. Hear the children you have given me. O Lord. Interceding for us before the Father. Because these people have not made alliance with the things of this world. And have sanctified the Lord and have taken refuge in him. The one who will never be defeated. The one who can never be robbed. No matter how powerful you might be. Like even the Arameans or Syrians. They thought they were powerful. And that people of God, O Emmanuel, the kingdom of, 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 of the northern territory <laughs> of, of God. You see, northern Israel. Ephraimites. So they made an alliance with these people. But these people who have rejected to do this, they are a sign in their times. They are signs before the hands of the Lord God Almighty. And Jesus is saying, these are the children. I have taken really body. I shared with them. The children I shared with them. And now 
We are uh, uh, his people. We are signs to the people around us. And we are to hold fast. So to finish, it's very dangerous to reject God. And we see very good reasons why we should not reject God. Isn't it? Because definitely he will judge. And definitely he will meet our need. Definitely because Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, came and he, say, he can say, here the children you have given me are signs. That they will be faithful through my grace. And they will be faithful through the Holy Spirit. They will be faithful through the promises of the word of God if they put their heart in these things. Is this is a good resolution for a new year? Is it, is it a good promise from God for us to dwell into 2024? To arm us. I've got a friend, an Egyptian friend. He's one of my mentors. Greatest, one of the greatest Christians, in my opinion, who have ever served God's people through the world. He, he, every year he would just gather with his own people and say, let us hear the Lord and what he is going to give us. And we as his disciples, his students, we follow in his footsteps because there is no other way for us to go just to the word of God, to our God, to speak to us from his word and to give us confidence in him and to travel through this dark world with our God being our sanctuary. It is so dangerous to reject God and to reject Jesus Christ. Let us pray.